Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSez. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 7th. Welcome to the show. Let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, let's talk about balloons. Th- that's been the big story here. And, and I'm not so concerned about the balloons coming over. That, that, that's a whole different danger that offers a, a, a number of different threats. But let's not get into that today. Let's talk about the the reaction to the balloons. What our um, government mainstream media, in particular the military and the Biden administration, have said over the last few days. Um, First of all, let's be clear, the Biden administration was aware that the balloons were headed our way way before they got to Alaska. They could have done something then, they chose not to. They knew about the balloon when it was heading over remote areas of Alaska. They had the opportunity to, to shoot it down there. They chose not to. They let this this balloon, this spy balloon, traverse our nation, doing God knows what, getting God knows what kind of information. And then they destroy it right offshore because it was too dangerous. That's what what the excuse was from the media. It's too dangerous to, to... potentially allow something that has a biological weapon in it or a, a nuclear type weapon, you know, like a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a dirty bomb. Uh, that's too dangerous, but we'll, we'll do it right offshore of South Carolina where people could videotape it from, from the shore. You see how crazy this is, how none of it makes any sense? It, it, it does not make any sense whatsoever. Now, keep in mind, Joe's going to be giving his State of the Union tonight. So we'll see how this plays off, because this is a big one. Now, from Breitbart, uh, there's a general from uh, NORAD saying that, well, they missed the previous incursions, that they missed the previous times that this happened during during Trump's administration. Did, did you hear about balloons in the sky during during Trump? No, you did Oh, they missed it. Okay. Well, here's the problem. It wasn't the military that that told us what was going on. It wasn't the Biden administration that told us about the balloons. No, what told us about the balloons were pilots, commercial pilots, um, recreational pilots, people on the ground that had telescopes, binoculars, and cameras. Supposedly, Samsung cameras are fucking awesome, and they got really good pictures of this thing that is flying, what, at 60,000 feet, something like that? So what is that? That's uh, 60,000 feet. It's going to be uh, 12 miles. Is that right? I think that's right. Six miles, something like that. And so we're supposed to believe that this happened during Trump. Now, this is what the Breitbart um, article says. Uh General Glenn Van Herc, commander of North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, and Northern Command, NORTHCOM, admitted Monday that the joint U.S.-Canada organization missed previous incursions of Chinese spy balloons, including during the Trump administration. Now, I'm going to read what his quote is here, and I want you to fully understand what he's saying. What he's telling you is, is that nobody on the ground saw these. Nobody uh, in the air saw these. There was no warnings from other pilots or anybody else. They just slipped through. Nobody saw them. 
it, it was a mystery. But now they can go back and they can say, yeah, 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 yeah. It happened during Trump too. And and here's what's funny is that the Biden administration is trying to use this as an excuse, uh, saying that, well, the same thing happened. You know, what liberals are always hitting you up about is a what, what about ism. Well, what about this? What about that? That's exactly what they're doing. Well, well, it happened under, under Trump too. You see, um, if the balloons have been missed under Biden, that's not Joe Biden's fault. If the balloons were missed under Trump, that's not Trump's fault. That shows you just how inept the military is. That pilots could see him floating through the sky. People on the ground could see them floating through the sky. But we're supposed to believe that with all of this tech that we have, all of the radar, all of these high-tech gadgets, they were spending billions and trillions of dollars pouring all this money into the military. You're trying to tell me that NORAD, with their ability to, to see a gnat crossing the surface of the moon, that they couldn't see this balloon coming at them. It's a lie, folks. This is what the general says. When asked during a press briefing whether Northcom was involved in tracking previous Chinese spy balloons that flew into the U.S. airspace during the Biden and Trump administrations, Van Herc responded with the following. Quote, so those balloons, so every day at NORAD, Commander, as a, sorry, let me, let me reread this because I think he, he was speaking in code here. So those balloons, so every day as a NORAD commander, it's my responsibility to detect threats to North America. I will tell you that we did not detect those threats, and that's a domain awareness gap, and we have to figure it out, but I don't want to go into further detail. Yeah, 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 it, it happened under Trump too, but I, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'll talk about it. The man's a liar. It's a lie. There's no fucking way. Where were these other balloons flying? What height were they flying? At what level were they flying? Were they were they visible by the naked eye? Could pilots see them? Were they at 120,000 feet, 200,000, 240,000 feet? Where were they? Because we don't believe you. We do not believe the federal government anymore. We don't believe our military. We don't believe the mainstream media. And we definitely do not believe politicians. Why? Because they lie. It's always the cover-up, folks. It's not the crime. If a balloon slipped through, yeah, we got to figure out how to fix that and not, not let that happen again. But it's the cover-up of it. I think that uh, Jack Persobic put it best when he said that if this had happened under Trump, that there would have been a, an explosion. People would have asked questions. And then shortly after, Trump would have released a tweet and saying, sorry, Mr. Chi, to you to pop your bubble. That's what would have happened under Trump. But did that happen here? It didn't happen here. Why? Well, it's simple. Either Joe Biden is compromised and the Chinese have information on him and, and he, can't, he can't say anything against the Chinese, um, or he's compromised locally, meaning by somebody else here in the, the country or someplace else in the world, or he has no spine. There's no other explanation. There, there's nothing else that makes sense for a president, the most powerful man on the face of the planet, to, to not only say, listen, not only we're going to shoot this down, but now we're going to fuck you. We haven't talked about sanctions. Uh, we haven't heard anything from the Biden administration admonishing China for what they did. And they had three accidents. It was it was accidental. It, it was just an accident. We, we didn't know about it. We, it was just an accident. Uh, two balloons over the U.S. and a third balloon over South America. 
I call bullshit. Because the Biden administration has not come out and they haven't said anything. There's there's no harsh reaction against China. However, China did have a harsh reaction. They said that they had the right now to take further action. So what does that mean? What exactly does that mean for the people of America? What does that mean for the Biden administration? What does that mean for our national security? These are all questions that we've got to ask and start demanding answers. The fact that we haven't heard anything about any punishment against the Chinese government for invading U.S. airspace. Imagine what would happen if if one of our jets, right, one of our high-flying observation um, uh, airplanes that fly along the Chinese border on a regular basis, uh, imagine if they, they made an incursion into Chinese airspace. What do you think the Chinese government would do? If a military vehicle, well, Kramer, it wasn't a military balloon. We have no idea what the fuck that balloon was. They're trying to figure that out now by gathering the pieces off the shore of South Carolina and trying to make um, some kind of heads or tails of what was on that, that vehicle. That's what we have in front of us right now. That's the thing that we're looking at, is that the Biden administration is a respond. They don't, they don't, they're not, um, they're not the kind of administration that says we're going to take action up front. They're a wait and see, and um, then we'll see what happens. And and hopefully the people will forget about it. Now, now here's the thing. And this is, uh, this is what I think is interesting is that Joe's got to, Joe's got to talk about this tonight. He, He can't gloss over this, the state of the union tonight, and, and he's going to get up there. And I'm going to call it right now. Um, I haven't seen his speech other than the funny speech that I made up that I thought was funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw the photo that that Joe put out on Twitter. I'm all prepared for tomorrow night, fellow Americans. And it shows his welcoming sheet uh, in his binder of what he's going to say. And it's it's just, you know, uh, thank you for being here, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, the, the military. It's the courts. And uh, the speaker uh, and the, the the first lady and all of that. It's all the, the the platitudes and gratitudes. What's page two going to be? He, he can't can't brag about how great the country's doing. Well, Kramer, did you see that they just created five hundred seventeen thousand new jobs? I saw that. That's awesome. Where? Big tech. In the last three weeks, has laid off nearly 100,000 people. Where'd those new jobs come from? A half million? When 20% of them, 20% of that half million just got laid off. Tell me where 517,000 jobs came from. Well, they didn't come from anywhere. Joe needed this before he had the union, the State of the Union speech. Oh, Kramer, they wouldn't lie. They did last year. Yeah, in uh, in February, March of last year, the Biden administration was telling the American people that they had created 1.12 million new jobs, 1.1 million jobs in that 90-day period. That first quarter, they said that they had created 1 million new jobs. In aggregate, the Fed, uh, the Philadelphia Fed, released a report saying, well, that's not necessarily true. Now, they did this in in December of 2022. So in March of 2022, the Biden administration is telling us that they had just created a million jobs. And then in December, the Fed comes out. This is the Philadelphia Fed. They 
correct it by saying that's not true, that they only created 10,500 jobs aggregate, meaning that when you take everything out, people who got fired, people who got hired, people who got laid off, you take all of that and you mix it. At the end of it, it comes out that only 10,000 jobs were actually created. It was a lie. It was a farce. But he needed that at that time. Same thing here. He needs the jobs report to say, look at how good we're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Democrats will, they'll take that and run with it, just like they did that. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, you know, solved the, the debt crisis. He, he finally flattened out our debt um, and the, the, the deficit. And, and it was George Bush that started spending money again like crazy. It was, it was all George Bush's fault. Well, that's a lie, too. It was Newt Gingrich and the, the Republican Party who pushed through the, the reforms that had the potential, had the potential of flattening the curve on our national debt. But it never happened. It was only a projection. They never saved any of that money. They didn't flatten the debt at all. It never happened. They put legislation forward. They said, this is what we're going to do. And then we had 9-11 and everything went to hell. Now, I'm not, I'm not giving Bush a pass, but what I'm saying is, is that you've got to know how things played out. It's, it's the same, in that same period, how many times have you heard that we went into Iraq and we, we, we went in there for weapons of mass destruction? Well, that was part of it. But what we also have to look at is that the, the UN's nuclear group, and I can't remember what their acronym is, but they were putting sanctions against um, Saddam Hussein at that time. For the same reason, he would not allow them into the nuclear production plants. And so they put sanctions on him. And the U.S. said, that's dangerous. We've got to know what he's doing inside these labs. So that's how it started. The initial invasion was not over true weapons of mass destruction, but they had they had to lie about it. And again, the Bush administration lied. There were no weapons of mass destruction. Never found. So either they lied or they really suck at intel, all these other issues. Which one do you think it is? I believe they lied. I don't think they suck at what they do. I think that they, they wanted to go in. I think that to an extent, Bush was trying to clean up what daddy hadn't done previously. So he's going to go in and clean things up and get victory for dad. I think I think that's part of what happened. I hate to say that, but... What we've got now is we've got generals, mainstream media, um, politicians that are lying to us on a daily basis because they know their culpability, the culpability that they have in what's going on. So let me explain that one. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Um, this general just came forward and said, yes, it happened under Trump. Like that's that makes the military look good at all. It, it's happened twice. It, it happened under Trump and you didn't fix it for Biden. What it tells me is that you're inept. You're incompetent at your job. You don't know how to do your job twice. I make that mistake. Let me, let me give me an explanation of what I did for a living for a number of years. Um, I, I ran um, the, the production department of a, a series of radio stations uh, in Indianapolis. And that was kind of my forte, that, keeping things in line, keeping things going. And what's interesting about it is, is that um, 
I went in and when I negotiated my deal, nobody had ever done this before. I said, listen, I don't want an annual pay. I don't want an annual pay, an annual pay raise. I don't want the 5% that you give every year. What I want is I want a percentage of the business that goes through my department. We're going to make sure that it's infallible. We're not going to fuck it up. It's going to work. And they initially said, well, no, we don't. I said, listen, if I do my job right, you don't ever lose any money. You only make money with me. And if I'm able to do that, then, well, I should be able to be compensated for that, that work and making sure that you make more money. It should be worth you to give me a little taste of it to make you more money. And the way that in radio stations that happens is that you don't miss commercials. Commercials that get bought, they hit the air because once you've missed a commercial, you can't sell that time over again. That time's already passed. You lost your opportunity. If it's not on the air, if it's incorrect, or you've got to do what they call a payback, meaning that the commercial was wrong in some way or another, um, you may have to do what they call a make good, where you have to pay, you have to play three commercials for the one that you screwed up. And that changes depending on the, the, the contracts. In the seven years that I was at WZPL in Indianapolis, we missed two commercials in seven years. Now, that may not seem like much, or it may seem like it's a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's nothing. It's inconsequential. Two over a seven-year period of all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of commercials that were played over that seven-year period, we missed two. To put it in context, when, um, when I left the station, the person who replaced me my assistant, they they brought him up and made him the new boss. And um, he wasn't as uh, attentive to detail as I was. And so within six weeks of me leaving, uh, he had already missed somewhere in the ballparks of 40 to 50 ads, 40 to 50 ads, plus a series of make goods that Lazarus, which was a department store in Indianapolis at the time, Lazarus had for a Father's Day sale. Uh, it was a three to one make good. Uh, and that right there was 120 ads that they missed. Why am I bringing all this up? Because when people know how to do their jobs, they don't make mistakes like that. How do you how do you get to the position where you miss two ads? Two ads in seven years, the way that you do that is simple. You make sure that all the fucking holes are plugged. Me missing two commercials ain't a national security, national security threat. Allowing balloons to fly over, you missed it the first time. Didn't that teach you a goddamn lesson on what to be looking out for? But tonight, Joe's going to tell. Joe's going to tell the American people that our nation is strong. I made a TikTok video. By the way, my, my new TikTok, um, I've got a brand new one. I'll have to tell you about it at the end of the show here. Uh, uh, the, the, the last account, uh, 70,000 followers in 11 days, some of the ballparks of 8.5 million views, 600,000 shares. That's huge. Um, sharing, By the way, sharing the content downloading it and loading it up on your own account or downloading the content, my content, and pushing it out on other channels, that's the best way to spread the message. Um, it, it, it dilutes their ability to, to stop what we're doing and what we're trying to say. Uh, if you're sharing that on a regular basis, and not just my content, but all content that you like, if you like it, don't just like it, share it. It takes away the power. Once they take my account, all of that content goes away. It's gone. But if you're sharing it, if you're duetting it, or, or if you're putting it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever else, that is that puts it in permanence. It can, it, it's on the web. It's not going anywhere. They, they can't get rid of all of it. So we, we are playing this game of whack-a-mole. So I appreciate what you guys do, by the way. That, that account blew up, but we, we've got a new account. And on this new account, I made a video to where uh, it says, 
Um, Joe Biden says the the the, the nation is secure. The nation is strong. That's what he's going to say tonight. I, as I said earlier, I'm going on a limb. I'm going out on a limb here to state right now. Joe Biden is going to say the <laughs> the state of our union is strong. He's going to say that tonight. He's going to tell you about all the jobs he's created and how strong the economy is and how everything's going and all the work that we're being done. And we um, we've got to get rid of these white supremacists. We've got to get rid of these radicals. We've got to get rid of these MAGA, these ultra MAGAs. We've got to get rid of all of them. They're a threat to our nation. He's going to drive a wedge tonight. He has to. He's got to blame it on somebody. It's not his. It's not his fault. And then he's going to bring up Trump and that what happened with the spy. Well, it happened again. What he's going to say is is that our military is inept. They're either inept or they're liars. Choose one. It doesn't matter which. I don't care. But pick one. And I don't lay. I don't. If the balloon thing happened over Trump and the balloon thing happened over Biden, I don't blame Biden. I don't blame Trump. I blame the military. It's their responsibility. You've got to put the responsibility at the feet of the people who bear the responsibility. It's not Trump. It's not Biden. It's these generals and it's the men and women underneath them. Those are the people that are responsible for our security. Not Biden. Not the the buck stops at his desk. And the way that you solve that problem is you get an investigation internally and say, okay, who's responsible and fire those motherfuckers. But they will not do that. Why? Well, because it didn't happen under Trump. They want you to believe that, that it happened under Trump, but no pilots reported it. And again, it wasn't the military. It wasn't the media. It wasn't the politicians. It wasn't the Biden administration. It wasn't the FAA. No one in government came forward and said, hey, listen, look up, motherfuckers. There's a bunch of balloons up there. The Chinese are sending them over. That didn't happen. It was pilots. It was civilians. It was people on the ground. That's who made this a story. It was people looking up. It was people flying their planes. So to think that that happened under Trump's watch and nobody nobody caught it, not a single not a single pilot caught it, nobody on the ground caught it, nobody understood what was going on. Seriously, you want me as an adult to believe that fairy tale? I've got a hard time doing that. But Joe tonight, that's what he's going to try to convince you of. Folks, here's the situation that we're in. We are now in a position to where our government is actively working against we the people. I'm going to say it again. Our government is working against we the people. And it's no longer left or right. I don't believe in that anymore. Nope. I, I'm done with those. I believe, I'm done with that belief structure. I think that where we are as a country right now is that there's a group of people that want power. And they're not on a side. They don't care about trans they don't care about your gun rights. They don't care about anything. All they want is fucking power. And they will trample over anyone to achieve that goal. That's what they're going to do. How do I know? Well, watch them. They're not being silent about it. They're not being quiet. They're telling you exactly what they're going to do. This, this deal with Davos and the WEF, Joe's entanglement with China, and so on, only goes to prove that we are in the final days of our nation. We are in the waning days of our culture. Western culture is, is at a precipice. And we've got to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. 
Are we going to jump off the cliff or are we going to turn around and charge back and say, we're not doing this? We refuse to be led over the cliff because of your insanity, your psychosis. That's what they're doing across the board, folks. They're psychotic. They are demanding that we live inside their psychosis, that we agree with them, that men can be women and women can be men and you can be whatever you want to be. And there's an endless amount of genders and there's a difference between sex and gender. And No. No. You can't tell me that everything that humans have been doing for the last, oh, let's say 100,000 years, that all of a sudden that was all a social construct and the people with purple hair and the piercings and um, the desire to have sex with children and worship of Satan, that those people have figured it all out. It's all about control. You see, by telling you that you can't talk about this, you can't say anything about trans, you're a phobic. Shut your mouth, you're a fucking Nazi. They silence you. They put you back on the defense. They're very offensive. <laughs> the only way this changes, folks, is by mass noncompliance. You're done. I said in a live the other day that if you really want to put an impact, make an impact, people are asking, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Close out your 401ks. Close out all of your retirement plans. Get out Get out from underneath them. Pull the money out. Well, I'll take a tax hit. You're going to take a hit anyway. Why, why do we, we want you to pull your money out of your 401ks? Um, because BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, the biggest investment firms on the planet, they need that money. They need your cash. They need your retirement funds to give them their strength. That's where they get the power to do what they're doing. They don't have any money, folks. They're they're poor Con compared to the money that's invested in them. We've made them powerful. Our dollars, your your blood, sweat, and tears, the 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 effort that you put into work, the jobs that you hate to go to. That job right there, your four hundred one k, is assisting BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street in what they do. It's empowering them. And they use that power against you. They use your work, your sweat, your equity. They use it against you to get what they want. And what do they want? They want you as a slave. They want you as a serf. Or they want you dead. I mean, they're clear about it. But let's not, let's not joke around about the fact or not miss the fact, I guess, is that the Biden administration, liberals, progressives, and a ton of rhinos all head off to Davos to have conversations with people that are very clear, they don't want you alive. They want you dead. They're very clear about it. Hey, the planet, uh, the planet's too full, people. We, um, we only need about 500 million people. If we had 500 million, that, that'd be perfect. We think that'd be awesome. Um, and um, with our advances in AI and robotics, it's clear that we're not going to need as many humans in the future. And so we wouldn't have to feed them. We wouldn't have to worry about them overthrowing us. We can just start off now with a brand new group of people, highly educated. We're going to keep the best. We're going to get rid of all you. Um, what, what did um, the useless, the useless people is what Yuval Harari calls them. They're useless. They're just leeches on society. That's the language of eugenics. That's the language that Margaret Sanger was using when she founded the 
the group Planned Parenthood. She called them uh, weeds. Today, they're called useless people. They're useless. They bring nothing to the system. They're just leeches on society. We don't need them. We're going to have to figure out how to get rid of them is what Yuval Harari says. In closing, tonight's the State of the Union. And you as an American, you have to determine for yourself, is the State of the Union strong? Or are you going to take a take the word of a weak, dementia-riddled old man who farts in front of royal family, the royal family, potentially shit himself, and just allowed our U.S. airspace to be invaded by our number one nemesis on the planet. The economy is faltering. Inflation is out of control. The Fed just came out and said it again, that they're going, they raised another 25 basis points to slow the economy, to bring it to a halt, because they got to get this money back in. There's too much cash floating out there. They're scared shitless. Darker days are ahead, folks. And the only way that we get through this is by coming together. That's why on social media, one of the things that I don't do, and hopefully you don't do it either, but one of the things that I don't do is I don't get into the drama. I don't get into the fighting back and forth. Um, there are a number of creators who I'm friends with. I disagree with what they do. I think it's wasted time, and it splits and divides our community when we need to be coming together. So do me a favor. If you're going to be on social media, be positive, move forward, report on what's going on. One of the things I don't do, and, and hopefully people will start to realize this, um, it's a tactic of the left. I never defend my position. I will in debates. But social media, I don't. I don't get into details or in-depth on social media. It's a waste of time. Can't do it. You'll never convince anybody on Facebook or Instagram or whatever that you're right. You just have to keep showing the truth. They'll realize it, and you're seeing it. It's starting to happen. There was a, um, an African-American lady who uh, I posted her video uh, that she said they got hoodwinked. Her community got hoodwinked. They were told a number of different things about uh, Trump, this and that, and they believed it. And now they see the error of their ways. And she says that if Trump run, runs in 2024, which we expect he will, that she's going to vote for him. The tide is turning. They know it. You know it. You can see it. But the only way that this changes is that you stop complying. Stop abiding by rules and regulations and policies. We're citizens. Rules, regulations, and policies do not apply to us. We're citizens. We're ruled by laws. That's it. The law is the only thing that matters. I don't care what your rule is. I don't care what your policy is. What's the law? And if you don't have the law on your side, then it's on the side of the people. It's ours. And by the way, we're the final arbiter of what the truth is and what the laws should be. The Constitution is clear. The people that sit in these seats, the seats of power, the state capital, the U.S. capital, they work at our pleasure. They're, they're not special. They're nothing more than a, a glorified worker bee. 
They're doing the things that we don't have time to do as we build our lives, as we create community, as we create uh, our culture and go through. They have no power. They, they bring nothing to the system, folks. Politicians don't create shit. They've never created a job. What they can do, though, is they can create the environment where jobs can flourish or jobs go to die. What was the previous four years? The previous administration. What was it like then? What was the economy like then? Yeah, we were fighting back and forth. There were people in the streets, but it was all from one side. The Republicans, the conservative movement, they're not known for protesting and showing up and causing violence. Well, January 6th, one day, our house. We weren't there because somebody got shot in the street. We weren't there because somebody lost their rights. We were, we were there because our vote had been stolen. It was ripped away from us. We didn't burn and pillage private entities. We didn't go to Target and, and loot and riot. We didn't go to Von Mar and, and take all of their, their wares out of there and then burn the facility. We didn't do that. We went to the house that the people built, our house. It's ours. It doesn't belong to the government. We are the government. It's ours. You can't trespass on government property. It belongs to we the people. Criminal trespass on government property. No, you cannot break into your own home. Now, you break into the Capitol and, and you, you burn stuff or you destroy stuff. Yeah, I got a problem with that. But you go into the building with, without their permission, their permission in your own home. So these are the things you've got to start. The American people, and I, and I think it's sad, I think that R Richard Dreyfuss put it best, is that we've stopped teaching civics. Our kids today have no idea what the fuck their rights are. And they've been told from the time they started kindergarten to the time that they graduate that you do what we say or you'll pay the price. You'll be expelled. You'll be demoted. You won't be able to be in this club or play that sport. You do what we say. The state, that's where it starts. That bullshit's got to stop. I've been really diving into, and this is different. We'll, we'll get off this tangent here real quick. But um, one of the things that I've been really looking into is the rise in gun violence, in particular, gun violence in schools, mass shootings, since the implementation of zero tolerance for violence at school. Think about it. Kids are no longer able to defend themselves. If they defend themselves, they're just as guilty as the oppressor. They get expelled. So they don't do anything until one day they can't take it anymore. And the only, the only thing that they have left to resort to, to, to get some kind of closure, well, it's simple is a firearm. And so they come in, and, and, and by the time they've gotten there, now they're angry at the entire world. They don't care who it is they harm. Teachers, friends, family, they don't care. They're going to get even. So we're, we're diving into this because we think that it's something that we have to look at, the zero-tolerance policy. Well, Kramer, do you want fights in schools? No, I don't want fights in schools, but I want people to be able to defend themselves. And that zero-tolerance isn't justice. Zero tolerance says you have no right to defend yourself. 
that is the same mentality that our government, the liberal government, wants right now across the board in our in our homes. They don't want you having the right to defend yourself. You don't you don't need to have a gun. The state will be there to defend you. Now let me ask you this: Is the state defending those kids? I can tell you they're not. My my youngest son, who's eighty percent deaf, had a situation when he was in kindergarten, first grade. Um. And it was interesting because I, I had to go I had to go back in and cry racism. Uh, we lived in a predominantly uh, black area. Uh, the the school the school system was predominantly black. Um, my son was the only white kid in his I think kindergarten class and maybe his first grade class as well. Um, so by the way, when I talk on these subjects, right, I, I, I've lived them. I, I, I live in I lived the experience. Uh, my my older son. Um, went through that whole process. So uh, he he was he's five years older than my youngest son. But anyway, there was a there was a situation on the bus, uh, and they they wouldn't protect my son. He kept getting bullied on the bus by a, a, a fourth or fifth grade girl. I know a little girl, um, but she wasn't a little girl. She was a tubby girl, and she didn't like Matt. She didn't like his hearing aids. She didn't like his braces. He had he had all kinds of jaw issues. So he he's a good looking kid today. But man, back then it was rough. He, his setup was the, the this the the uh, <laughs> the hearing aids. He had a, a mouthpiece that went from top to bottom that pulled his jaw forward. He had a bunch of issues going on at the same time. Um, it only made him stronger. The kid's a great kid. But with that being said, when we wanted to get him defended, we we said, "Well, what are you going to do to the girl?" Well, we're really not doing anything. Well, she's got to leave him alone. And finally, it got to the point where she put her face in my son's. She put her finger in my son's face. Um. And he grabbed her finger and, and pushed it out of the way and twisted her finger and hurt her. After months, that's the first time he reacted. And when he reacted, when he touched her, that was it. He was going to be expelled. Bullshit. Nope, not going to happen. So then I went in and I did what I do best. Needless to say, he was not expelled. And the problem got taken care of. Because I wasn't going to back down. And the threats that I made, um, that's what they were called at the time. Are you threatening me? I'm not threatening you with anything. I'm telling you what's going to happen. I'm telling you that if you don't get this rectified today, you will be on the news tomorrow. And it will not be in a good light. It's your choice. I, I don't care either way. I'd prefer that we get this taken care of. But to me, it's going to be taken care of either way. It's going to be resolved. One one way is that it's all done privately. The other way is going to be done very publicly. Which one do you want? Well, they chose the private one and it got taken care of and everything was fine from that point on. But I, I, what, what, the, reason that I, the reason I say all of this is that if you do not stand up, if you do not push back, if you do not do what our kids in school are not allowed to do, the state will run over you, all over you, every chance they get. It's human nature. And when I say that, the government people isn't anything more than a group of people. It's not an entity. It's not something. It's us. It's human beings. We're the government. And, and, and human beings are fallible. Human beings are corrupt. Human beings, they, they, they've got all these emotions. Uh, you've got the seven deadly sins. Do you think that when you become a, a politician that you suddenly, you have no temptations of the seven deadly sins? Greed, sloth. 
How many of our politicians don't show up to for the jobs they're supposed to do? They take the check, they don't show up. Humans are humans. They are what they are. So you have to you have to start expecting more from them and realizing that unlike school, there is no zero policy, zero tolerance. You have the ability to stand up and say, "Listen, I'm not doing it. I'm a citizen. You have no special rights over me. I'm a citizen. I'm not a subject. You work for me. You don't make the rules that rule me. You don't make rules that protect you. You don't make rules that make me the terrorist for showing up and saying, listen, I don't want my kids taught this way. I'm not the terrorist. You're the threat. You're the threat to my system and my family because you're trying to tear down everything that I'm trying to build up. That's how we stop it, folks. That's the way that we stop it is through mass noncompliance and standing up. And, and for the first time, maybe in some, some lives, is standing up against the state, the state that has told them their entire lives to sit down and shut the fuck up, especially for you millennials and Gen Z. That's how you were raised. We weren't raised that way. That's why we refused to back down. We had to do a lot of things for ourselves. Our parents, both of our parents, were working at the, We were the first generation that, that was happening. Both parents, gone. We had to fend for ourselves. In a, lot of, in a lot of ways, we were feral in that we ran the streets. We, we would leave in the morning and not come back until it was dark. We were out all the time. We didn't have video games. We didn't have social media. We were gone, doing shit, having fun. I think one of the, the my favorite uh, videos I've seen here recently or, or comments is that... Um, you uh, you play video games and drink White Claw. Uh, we were out in the woods drinking keggers, having keggers. We're not the same. And people have to realize that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying we're not the same. We look at life differently than you do. And we get along with people better than you do. We haven't been taught to be a victim. That's the difference. We're not victims. You are. If you're upset or you're offended and you think that somebody should be canceled, you're the pussy. You're the weak link. In the military, you'd be pushed out because you're a whiner, a complainer. You're not a doer. Doers get shit done. That's the difference. With that being said, I am out of here today. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, as I said earlier, um, I do have a new TikTok account. If you're interested, uh, it's um, uh, the, the new name is here's dot number. Dot 75. So it's uh, H-E-R-E-S dot N-U-M-B-E-R dot 75. Uh, that's the new one. Or you can always look up Kramer Says. It's just a, it's a new, uh, let's see if I can, I don't know if you can see that there. No, you probably can't see that. Not too bright. Um, you know what I can do? I can bring the brightness down. Let's see if I can bring the brightness down, if that'll do it. There we go. Is that better? That's a little bit better. Well, you still can't see it. Ah, there we go. See if it picks it up there. Nope, it won't pick it up. Okay, so we tried. Um, but that's the that's the name. If you search for Kramer Says, um, the new one, the actual name that I'm using on the account is Kramer Says.75. Um, it's C-R-A-M dot E-R-S-E-Z dot 75. So C-R-A-M dot E-R-S-E-Z dot 75. Um, there you go. If you want to join, we'll join. Uh, I've got 32 followers right now, so we'll see how this goes. 38, I'm sorry, got 38 followers. So we'll see We'll see how this blows up. I'd like to get 1,000 today uh, before Joe's speech tonight so we can go live and uh, have some fun with it. With that being said, thanks so much for joining. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.